Hello and welcome to another episode of the House Life Podcast, where I talk about myself. Yeah, just myself. So, the main topic of today's podcast episode is mainly just to update on my life and also to talk about the title of this episode, which is how I actually crashed for the first time. Um, now, as a disclaimer, before we start, I didn't actually crash crash. Like, it's not as severe as the word crash sounds, but it's a good clickbait like title. So, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, but basically, I'll just go straight into it. Uh, this all happened at a very tight parking lot. Uh, I was basically reversing and... Okay, see the thing is, alright, this car that I'm using is a rental car and I'm actually just like reversing with a reverse cam and a parking sensor. So I literally have no excuse to like hit the car by saying like, oh, it's like uh, very dark or it's very... I cannot see because I can see through the reverse cam and I can hear the parking sensor, okay? So I'll explain how this whole thing happened. So I'm reversing in this very tight parking lot. That's my only excuse. Um, and because the thing is, right, it's a bit hard to imagine how the parking lot looks like. But essentially, I'm reversing. Okay, I say a lot of essentially, but I'm not really like covering it. But I'm in essence... Uh, parking starting to reverse from like relatively far away to me it was relatively far away so when I started reversing I I let go of the brake quite a bit right because uh, to me uh, I was quite far away from like the actual parking lot because like uh, yeah basically I was relatively far away and I misjudged like how far I actually was from the actual like uh, space that I was going to park in so I reversed a bit too fast and by the time I got too close to the car beside me, I was, it was like 0. maybe 3, 0. 0.4 seconds before the parking sensor go beep. So it went from complete silence to beep, like literally 0. 0.3 seconds. So I didn't really have, have had time to react there because I was going like relatively fast. And the thing was also that I wasn't really looking at the reverse cam. Like, I was looking at the reverse cam, but I was also not looking at the reverse cam. Because I was kind of like in the middle between looking in front, trying to look at my right my right side and the reverse cam. I wasn't taking note of my left side. Because to me, like, right side, right, right, right side mirror, right, it's very easy for me to look. Lah. I just have to turn my head to the right a little bit. Right, I can see right, right side mirror, okay. I, I have a certain distance before I hit the car, right. So, I was turning, turning, turning. I'm like, okay, I don't want to hit the car on my right, right? So, I straighten up my wheel, and then I reverse a bit too fast, and then I didn't, like, correct my wheel to, like, like go back into the turn again. So, I ended up scraping my car's back left bumper with, like, the front right, I guess, bumper as well, or front right lip of the, the car, in fr- like, on my left. So... Essentially, that is what happened. Um, I reversed too fast. I didn't check my mirrors properly. And I crashed. Okay. So, this 
damage. Okay, so when I when, when I first like had the impact, right? It's like boom. Like it wasn't it wasn't a push. It's not like like a, a very big uh how say it wasn't very big, like basically the crash wasn't very big. Uh when I heard a pee, I really like going to my break. But I did I couldn't break fast enough. So uh when that happened, I just immediately break, immediately put to drive and immediately drive out and then I went to like park my car properly. Cause at this point in time, I kind of know that I screwed up already. I knew that something hit something, but I cannot confirm what hit what yet. Cause at that point in time, I could not see like the damage on the the, the car to my left or my own car's damage. So I had to like, park the car first, get off the car, and I check. And honestly, like the first the the, the moment I started the car, right, I knew like something was wrong already. I saw, uh, I went from the driver's seat, I walked in front of the car, and I saw the car on my left, it had like white scratches. Not like, not, not like tiny scratches, it's like, how say, skid marks. Imagine like you scrape on something, then there's like chalk all of it. Like it's white color lah. So, that's that. And then I was like, oh shit. Okay, the thing is, if I hit like a wall, or if I hit uh a railing, a curb, or whatever. The, the damage is on my car. That's it. But for this, the damage is on that person's car also. So, I have to pay for double the damages, basically. So, essentially, I went back to the back of my car and I saw that I also had damage, right? Because my back left hit his front right. So, um, honestly, I, I don't really have any other excuse except that I was just really careless. My mind was just not really in there. La. I wasn't really paying attention to what I'm doing. It could be that I'm rusty. I never drive for like a week, two, three weeks already. So I'm a bit rusty. It could also be that I'm too complacent. Um, there, there are many, many different factors. But uh, it, I I had an accident, la, right? So it was my first time going through this whole like, accident process. I had honestly no idea what to do I had like a semblance of an idea like you know cause that person would like he parked there ma, doesn't mean he's there right so I was thinking okay maybe I should leave him a message I need to find paper to write down put on his dashboard or his, his windscreen and say hey maybe you can contact me I accidentally scrape your car right but uh, I was taking pictures of like the the damage on his car and my car and then after that, I saw him walking back uh, but before that okay before that right I actually called like the customer support customer support of uh the the company I'm renting from which is Carlite and they said that oh you know can you just send me the damages through WhatsApp. So I took a picture, I took a bit of video and then after that the the, the driver came back la then I was just like hey um I'm really sorry uh I actually accidentally scraped your car here. Can I get your contact details? So from what I searched online last time I know that you need to take their driving license. You need to take their NRIC. And I also like look through like the accident report. Like them not really template, but things I have to submit to uh the car rental company, which is like just the driving license. Ah. And I have to submit like photos of the accident as well, close up of the damages, etc. So uh afterwards I think we just exchanged like contact details. He took pictures of my like license and NRC and I took pictures of his license and NRC and then uh, basically we went our way he said okay I'll contact you after that I'm like yeah okay can so 
once he left already because he had his friends over in his car and he, I, I assume that they're going somewhere and I basically just went back to my car and just like contemplated life a bit like why why was I so careless you know and I just like submitted the, the damages that I, I took uh, before that guy left la. I actually had to take like a whole like scene the whole like scene right where it's like the front left front right back right and back left of the whole scene but I already parked right it's not like the damage is still ongoing or like the accident is there right I already kind of moved away so actually this like accident in the sense of or in the eyes of a motor accident right this is considered relatively minor already because uh, there wasn't like any bodily harm uh, there was no personal injury there was no major like um, to, uh, if I'm not wrong, this is considered like one panel that is being like uh, broken. La. Basically, they might need to replace it. So, uh, that's that. Um, after the whole thing, like, because I, I was actually parking at like the, the not really central area, but sort of central area. It's like uh, a, it's a small parking lot out, outside like a, a main, big main road, right? a very long big main road around like Geylang, that area. And I basically, like, just went back to, to know my family lah, because, like, I was driving my family around, and, yeah, like, I explained the whole situation, and I said, okay, I, I kind of, like, have it settled already, I just have to wait for them to tell me, like, how much, and then we see how to settle from there, and I have to get, like, instructions from Carlite as well, so, it, it's a whole process, it's a whole process, but based on what I understand, private settlement is the best way to go forward because for private settlement, like, it's not going to go onto a record for your insurance, right? To say that, oh, uh, this, this, this particular, uh, you basically committed, like, this particular uh, incident and you are trying to, if you are trying to claim from insurance, right? Yes, you might be able to claim. But next time when you pay your insurance premium, it's going to be more expensive. So to me, I think that for the third party, this is the best way forward, okay? Then in terms of, for me, right, I still haven't, like, uh, gotten, like, to see, like, how much the, the charge actually is because I never really, I couldn't really, like, just drive to their office and get them to check it out. Number one, it's a public holiday, so there won't be anyone in the office anyways, but they want me to drive to the office so that they can check the damages and then see how much it costs. So... The thing is, I actually tried to book the next day. Uh, I actually got a call like today where the manager asked me, like, hey, well, you know you're supposed to settle accidents in like 24 hours, right? I said, oh, well, the, the car is already booked. You know, what, what do you want me to do? So uh, the earliest was actually Thursday. So I'm actually going down to the office and trying to sort out lah, to see like, how much I actually need to pay them for this particular accident. So... Other than that, um, yesterday, I think yesterday or today, I actually got an update from... Uh, oh, yeah, it is today. But today is one day after, like, the whole accident. But uh, today, I actually got an update from the third party's car, and they say that uh, the whole repair is going to cost around 150 to $200 just for, like, that one, like, dent. Because they want to replace, like, I assume, or to, like, like make sure that the, the dent is back lah like I think if I'm not wrong either they kind of like knock it back out 
So from inside, they knock it back out and then they try and like fix it somehow. I'm not exactly sure. And then do some repainting. Uh, that is what they say, like knocking and repainting. That costs 150 to $200. As for the car light car, right? The one that I rented, it is mostly going to cost a little bit more than that because the thing with these car sharing car rental companies is that they need someone to push liability to and they need someone to be like sort of a scapegoat for them to uh, replace certain parts, right? Because when I rent cars, most of the time, there are like minor scratches. Sometimes there are more major, like obvious crushing of like, let's say, um, the side of the car, of the front, like crushed, like actually crushed, like dented, big dent inwards. Or the back of it is completely dented, like not usable, some most of them is usable, but sometimes it's also not usable. So in those kind of cases, right, then you have to see like, whether car light think that it is safe to drive or not, right? And of course there are many other uh examples of like major crashes as well. Obviously if you hit on collision or you get T bone, T bone basically just the another car hit your your side or like you crash straight into like a traffic light or something, right? All these things can happen, right? That's why I'm more, I would say more wary, more like cautious when I park. So after that, right, I, I still went out. I still went to different places in Singapore uh, with my family. Like I'm just more careful in parking, lah, right? To me, that won't stop me from like driving. It won't stop me from like um going out, using a car, parking. Uh, but I will be more cautious, right? Um, I feel like this kind of experience is necessary to me for me to like realize that hey, this kind of like careless mistakes can happen anytime. It can just jump at me. It can uh be very random. It can come at any time. I could just accidentally scrape my uh side mirror. I could accidentally like hit the car door on another car. Right, this kind of like small accidents are very common, and yeah, I just have to be more careful. Lah. So um, that is the main thing that I learned from this whole incident. But I'm thinking that the whole thing will probably cost around four to $500. And honestly, I think that it's a, it's a lesson learned. Lah. I'll probably use like, my, my intern money to pay off because I don't really want to have that large amount imposed on my parents when I'm the one that's driving. So yeah, that that's... Basically, that's it of the story. I mean, I will be going to, like, the office to see how much it costs. If there's any, like, extremely shocking um, cost that they're asking me to pay for the damages, then, of course, I will uh, update the podcast. But most probably, it's going to be around $200, two to $300. That's what I estimate. Because it is a small thing. And, by the way, I forgot to mention... Once I returned the car, I actually tried to like wipe it off. And I could wipe the damage off. Like like you no know, my talk about that white paint, white scraping, right? I could wipe it off. And it looks almost brand new already. Or not okay, I won't say brand new, but it looks like it's original. It's just that it's a little bit not aligned. Cause when my back bumper hit, right, then it kind of like jutted uh out a little bit. So that is the main issue that I think uh, would cause a bit of problem lah. so to me I don't think that it's a big issue from what I've seen from other people right because 
I'm inside this like Telegram group with other people who are using Carlyle as well. I think I mentioned this before. And the thing is that they do like share stories and one of them in particular shares story about how he got charged $3,000 in damages uh, even though he had like this crash damage waiver which I do, I have for all of my bookings uh, because I'm scared of this kind of thing happening lah, right? And now I'm like reconsidering should I even like get this crash damage waiver when like it's not really because uh, it could be big damages it could be small damages but there's a certain insurance access insurance access meaning if you don't hit a certain threshold you have to bear like the full cost only after you hit a certain threshold that whatever is from there onwards they will help you to pay off either 50% or 100% based on like the insurance that you have lah. for this crash damage river it is um, 50% of like the, the damages and this is like on top of this insurance access. And for new drivers, which is me, uh, like less than 22 years old or less than two years of driving experience, it is like four or $5,000 for the insurance access. So I have to, the repair costs have to be more than that for them to cover for me. And they also said it's a small damage. I did message them on Telegram, but they like, I don't know why, just blocked me or whatever. Because I asked like, hey, you know, I saw that you... Uh, recently got into an accident and you said that you actually had to pay car like this amount of money uh could you describe like your accident and are you able to like guide me through like the whole process because i was new uh, at that time like I, I never really experienced this before this is my first accident so yeah that is that um other than that you know just to update on my whole life whatever if you just came here for the the, the driving stuff the accident stuff yeah you can you can leave but you know Okay, this is um, 18 minutes. So I go and check, okay? Because I mentioned before, uh, I have this website where I can check the statistics of um, my podcast. So if people leave now, you know, I can see there's a dip in the retention. So, you know, I can see uh, who actually come here for the accident story and who leaves. But if you're staying here, thank you very much. I'm sorry for rambling on. I'm trying to keep this pretty concise already. It's not as lolly so as last time. So, other than that, just live updates. Um, nothing much, really. I am still going for my internship. Uh, there are more stuff for me to do now. It's getting a little bit more interesting, I guess. But um, I still experience like some difficulty la, uh, in terms of like you know solving problems uh, that happened during my internship, during my project. And yeah, there's nothing much that I can update on. Um, okay, there is this one thing though. So, last episode, I think I talked about the office gossiping about me, right? Office tea. Um, well, there's a little bit of an update, not on them specifically, but towards me. So, like, uh, after that that particular performance that I had previously, right? Uh, I basically have one to two more like performances that are upcoming. And I already told like them lah. So when when I told like the the HR and I told my mentor about this, the HR basically said, uh, I think I think this is what the mentor told the HR to say lah, huh? Because that's the HR's job anyways to communicate like any problems so that there's no strain on the relationship between, uh, the the, the working people. Okay, so what the HR told me was that, uh, I noticed that you have a lot of performances, right? Uh, and you know like. 
we don't want you to take too many time offs and we don't want you to work like, outside of working actual working hours too much because like you know it also delays like your project timeline as well and you know priority should be your internship now so this is a HR scolding me right so I mean technically the people who gossip about me they are right this is supposed to be an internship now but for me personally it is not too much of my priority but I mean, yeah, la, I understand, I understand the HR's perspective. Uh, my attendance hasn't been extremely well. Um, and I need to be able to work from office more, la, cause, like, you know, that, that's fair, more fair for me to work from office, uh, the same amount of times that other people work from office. So that it's not like, how say, I work from home all the time. And, you know, I don't hit that certain minimum quota that they might have, right? But, yeah. I mean, that's just a little bit of an update. Other than that, um, there is one topic that I had in mind. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to like come up with other topics, other suggestions or stuff that I could do during a podcast. I'm thinking of getting a guest. It was supposed to be for this episode, but I'm still not super certain. Uh, I might just go for it in the next episode. This episode is like episode 20. So it's quite like, you know, it's an even number, lah, right? So there could be a lot of um how to say it? there could be a lot of potential for this to be something special, but um I'm just doing this episode now so that I can get the accident stuff off my chest and then maybe next episode you might see someone else here. I have one person in mind and this person has been listening since like basically the start of when I started my podcast. And they have been like not talking to me about it. They've been like guiding me through it. So I might invite them. If you're listening to this, you probably know who you are. Uh, not the one that criticizes my podcast all the time. Actually, uh, you both criticize my podcast all the time. But yeah, I might be inviting this person. I still have to think about the logistics stuff first. But there, there, there's an idea. There is, there is a person. So hopefully you can stay tuned to the next episode. But for this episode... I will be talking about this particular topic that I got suggested uh, about an hour ago, which is uh, how can you buy happiness with money? I think that it's it's something that I've kind of like thought about and have like differing opinions as I grew up. I mean, previously, when I first, when I was younger, maybe like primary school times, uh, money was... Not everything, okay? In primary school time, money was not everything. Because to me, like, as long as I had a happy family, I had friends to hang out with, and I enjoyed my life, like, to me, it's okay if we earn a bit lesser, it's okay if we spend a bit lesser, uh, as long as everyone's happy, I'm okay with it, you know? This is my mentality for when I was younger, like, in primary school. Then when I went to secondary school, more and more, I get more, like, I guess, concerned over money. Not really concerned, but more so like saying like, you know, I need more money to do more stuff, to buy more things, to show off to other people, or to show that I am, I don't know, just to show off lah, basically. Right? This kind of mentality is pretty common in like, um, not super mature people, like me, last time. But like, I think in secondary school, I wanted to, you know, spend a bit more money either on other people or spend a bit more money on myself, buy things, buy like food for other people, try and treat other people sometimes to show that, you know, I, I have I have money, you know. Um 
maybe it's a way for me to like I don't know compensate for what I'm lacking at social skills, charisma, or whatever, right? So maybe that that could help compensate. But when I was in secondary school, I was more like obsessed over money. Not really obsessed, but maybe starting to get more obsessed over money, right? Now I'm in polytechnic, going to be the end of my polytechnic um period already. Uh, I come to grow more and more fond of money. Um, I realized that right. Okay, so so maybe a year or two ago, right? I realized that you know, right now, I do want to spend more money to get things that, uh, that I want, and that makes me happy. You know, I get stuff I want. I'm able to use them, and that, uh, makes me happy, lah. Or I do stuff I want, and I'm happy, right? That it's like, it's an indirect way of getting happiness. So, when I was maybe one to two years ago. This is what I thought. You no, know, having money gives you the ability to try to be happy, right? But of course, I guess maybe throughout this year or last year, I started to realize that you know, money has that potential to get you happiness, but money does not have the 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 money itself doesn't have the weight of happiness. Um, weight as in like. The 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 mess. Okay, I, I think you understand what I mean. But essentially, what I'm trying to say is, money has that potential to give you happiness by allowing you to do things that would make you happy, like buying, let's say, a new phone, or buying for me an iPad, or buying a PC that I recently did. That makes me happy because I'm able to play games with a more steady frame rate. I'm able to, you know, look through my scores more effectively, and not have to squint and have be able to annotate, and that makes me happy. And you know, um, buying stuff to me is like I don't know, it's like retail therapy. If I'm not wrong, that's what that's what it's called. That that exists to me lah, right? For me, it also induces stress, right? Because whenever I want to buy something. Ninety percent of the time, I will consider it for like a few months. Like I will think, 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 compare, compare, compare. Look for the best option. Look for the best option. Is this better? Is that better? Does this have the best deal? Is this the safest option? You know, uh, thinking about the long term. Can I resell this? Whatever, whatever. So whenever I make purchase decisions, it is extra stress also. So at the end of the day, when I get my product and I use it, I'm happy. But throughout that whole like months that I. I think to plan, to think, to consider, to source, it is all stress, right? And it's all like keeping me up late at night. So again, money has its pros and cons. I will not say that money gives you happiness, but money has the potential to give happiness. It can also have the potential to make you more stress if you have money, but you know, uh, you don't want to use it on other people that you like, or you don't, you want to keep it and save it up. Or you just keep using your money and you don't care about the future, right? There are a lot of things that can cause you to become unhappy, even though you have money. So, yeah, it all goes back to this principle that I I've come to realize that money has the potential to make you happy, and you have to decide how you want to use your money to make you happy, right? Um, I have a friend, a uh, dear friend that. Likes to say this phrase that uh, what is it? Money doesn't give you happiness, right? 
just YOLO, um, you know, just do what, what you want and just live your life. And I think that, you know, initially, initially, I just follow along as, as a joke, lah, you know, to try and say, yay, slay, <laughs> that money gives you happiness. Uh, or money doesn't give you happiness, sorry. And afterwards, I realized that, hey, you know, it is it is the kind of idea that I want to try and adopt. Like, I'm not saying like, throw your money, but appreciate your money more and know what that what you can spend on and what you shouldn't dwell on, right? You can spend on stuff, but don't dwell on like, like trying to find the best deal or don't dwell on trying to save like maybe 10 cents or 50 cents or $1, right? If it's something that you can do and just make you happy, then do it, right? So, I mean, that's the lesson that I get from that phrase, money doesn't buy you happiness. So, yeah. Um, I think that's about it. I don't really have much else to cover. Again, if you are, if you know me in real life, I think most people, if not all people who listen to this podcast know me in real life, if you have any topic suggestions, please let me know. I'm legit running out already. But um, I think once I get my guest up, uh, that person will probably have a lot to say. So we'll see. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. This is Under 30 Minutes. That is amazing. And yeah, I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.